can't believe Maria returned for another episode. Good to have you, Maria. Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Mack. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by the always wonderful Zach Mack. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing well, man. I just, uh, I know I already told you, but I got the my old NHL TV account figured out, so I'm watching, I was watching a lot of hockey, now I'm watching a ton of hockey, so life's good, man. How are you doing? That's a good feeling, just unlimited hockey at your fingertips. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited for this episode. You've got a new segment. Uh, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, so, I mean, might as well just jump right into it. All right. Let's Does that sound it. good? I'm ready. All right. Let's go. Uh, first off, the news from yesterday that if you follow us on Twitter, you saw that our coworker Luke was not taking well. Uh, John Tavares sidelined for two weeks uh, with a broken finger. That obviously affects the Maple Leafs uh, offensively, defensively, how people view them, um, the world's crashing down, all all the bad things you can think of via Maple Leafs, uh, the world thinks is happening. I think the biggest in- impact this is going to have is uh, is on Matthews. I know that's self-centered of me to always bring up Matthews, <laughs> um, but I'll throw it to you. What do you, I mean, is this the worst possible news is this bad news are they just going to keep on trucking because they still have a bunch of talent yeah I'm, i mean I, it seems mostly precautionary to me a couple weeks for a broken finger doesn't seem like like if it was much later in the season i don't think he would miss this much time so um i think it might be somewhat experimental you know let's give two weeks without terror see how it goes see what um holes we may or may not have if he's not out there Something. Yeah, it's it's it, it seems like one of those. Okay, it's normally seven to ten days, so let's just do a full two weeks. Yeah, uh, make sure you're hundred percent. And I'm not sure. I didn't even look to see. I know they've got the Bruins twice in that stretch. Yes, I know that for sure. I think Luke mentioned that. Yeah, he was uh he was pretty upset. If you haven't seen that video, go check out our Twitter. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> They're like laughing all the time too. I made a comment about. How- they are the happiest bunch. Yeah, I mean, they have to play Washington, yeah. too, in that stretch. Uh, they have yeah. a home-and-home home against Boston at Montreal. So it'll be – it's going to be a tough Boston, stretch without them. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, my reasoning is this is just uh, another reason for Matthews to keep boosting those offensive numbers to look better on both sides of the ice, be the guy yep. to – I mean, they're probably not going to go undefeated in this stretch, but – I think there's going to be more opportunity for him to set himself apart as the guy who clearly didn't. And I'm not saying John Tavares did, but Austin Matthews clearly didn't need the captaincy to perform at his highest level. Uh, And according to a tweet I saw for their practice lines today, Matthews was on that first line and uh, I'd have to look at the pairings again, but it was in, you know, of course, Leafs fandom split 50, 50. You know, these aren't the right lines. Why would they do this? Babcock is losing his mind. And then, you know, the other side looks at it from a happier point of view, I could say. But uh, I just I think it's a bad thing for Toronto. 
but a good thing overall for uh, maybe some healing within that dressing room. Like it's just back to Matthews and Marner's team. Like they'll find themselves on the ice a lot more probably. Uh, this could be a good thing for when Tavares comes back. Everyone's a hundred percent on board in rhythm. The chemistry's back from whatever drama may or may not have come up with the whole uh, Marner contract situation. So could be a blessing in disguise and they could come back uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, yeah. Even more. That's, a, that's the main thing. Cause it's not the end of the world. I mean, <clears throat> I think the Leafs are going to be a good team regardless. So, you know, take two weeks, see what you got. It's, I mean, if as long as you don't have him on fantasy, he's not on my fantasy team. Is he on your fantasy team? No, not this year. Yeah, no. So, I mean, those those people are hurting the most. <laughs> Other than Johnny T, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken finger for a hockey player. It's yeah. God. I hope he recovers. Oh man, it is. Yeah, no, it is <laughs> one of those guys. Are you playing with ruptured spleens? Uh, some more player news. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first name, but the Golden Knights defenseman, which we'll touch on this more in uh, nightly news later. Zykov, he's out for 20 games. Apparently, knowingly used PEDs. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow for Knights fans uh, in a Knights podcast, considering this is the second defenseman yeah. in two years to suffer this fate. Yeah. So who knows where it's coming from, if it's related. We're told they're completely unrelated incidents, but that seems like a bunch of bullshit. So. Yeah. From what I heard, it was like Schmidt was – he didn't know that he was taking them, whereas Zykov was – like he was taking over the counter – so it was yeah. a, it was a little bit different, and it's and he's just basically it's just like yep that was we accepted we know what we did it's weird yeah Valentine 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 I don't know it's 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 spelled like Valentine without the e at the end so I I I got it right one of those times so I'm okay with that but yeah I mean this is just a guy being stupid I mean it's not just a guy being stupid but I mean like compared to Schmidt for what it's worth saying, he didn't know what he was taking and Zykov just being an idiot, taking whatever to get ahead apparently. But in 20 games, this is the type of thing that reminds us that the Knights went almost a half a season with like third and fourth string goalies (laughs) and still made it to the cup final their first year. So little things like this, I don't think break up too much for the Knights uh, who they'll recall they were talking about moving Carrier up and bringing up other other guys um, from the AHL level, but I think this twenty games will come and go, and we won't really uh, notice too much. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was already a guy that's kind of on the the bubble, the, the fringe, sort of. Yeah, so. ex- exactly. Uh, and happier news, other player news: Jack Hughes finally got his first point. I did. Devils went five two over the Rangers. Yeah, a little tip in front. Did you see it? It was a little tip in front of the net. They got tipped again off off of. I didn't see it. Much like the Rangers fans at the Prudential Center, I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it took a while, but, you know, I'm sure it's it's nice to get that first point. Maybe that'll help pick it up a little bit for him. But I said it before, and I'll say it again here, until the goal scorers start finding the back of the net, Jack Hughes isn't the type of guy to rack up a bunch of points. He's the playmaker, yeah, and he's got a yeah, point the snipers. I put a tweet out uh, last night. It was... Uh... Hughes' first point was an assist, and Kako's first point was a goal, and that's kind of a little mini snapshot into what they're. I yeah, think they're gonna be like. Yeah, and I mean, you saw the 
the cliche, you know, the first of 1500 and stuff like, like all the stuff you see from, from old devils players, current devils players. Uh, but good. For, I mean, good for him to finally get a, get some mojo going. Uh, Carter Hutton, two straight shutouts. Yeah. I know you've got in your segment later, um, but another fantasy guy that uh, if you've got him in fantasy and you've got the right goalie setup, we have low scoring goalies and he's racking up huge points. Yeah. Right, so that's uh good, good for Carter Hutton. And uh, last but not least, as far as player news, Darren Helm was fined the maximum amount amount under the CBA allowed for his egregious slashing penalty, which was $5,000. <laughs> Uh, I sense, I sense a little bit of, uh, of disagreeance in your tone already. I think this is a bullshit play by Helm, regardless of what happened before. Uh, I'm not like in the only $5,000, he should have been suspended. It sucks at $5,000, the max, but this is the type of play that it's the all get you back. I tweeted it last night. The all get you back just needs to go away. It does nothing for the game. That did nothing for hockey last night. It it was all like I don't I don't know when it started, but there was Lindholm threw an elbow. It was like fifteen seconds before. Yeah, and then I think before even before that they were scrapping a face off or something like that. But I don't know. I, I'm uh, I I don't really know how much Lindholm acted on that, and I I just it's just weird to me that one. You get kicked off for one, not the other. But I don't. I don't want to be too much like because you shouldn't really slash a guy in the back of the legs. Obviously, like and no one condones that. But at the same time, like I mean, you deserve something. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, the, I mean, this isn't even really like when Helm does stuff stuff like this, and when players do stuff like this, you're really doing. I mean, other than other than your intent to injure, which you can't really come away with this without thinking that you're, you're just trying to get back at the ref, be like, you know, make this an issue. Like, Oh, you didn't see the, the missed elbow and yada. yada. I mean, if this doesn't happen, who know? I don't know if in the past couple hours, Lindholm has magically been fined by the NHL for the elbows, but you're just trying to prove a point to the ref and start controversy and say, Oh, you can see that, but not what happened to me. Like the retaliation is just, you're just trying to get back at the ref in your, you know, Lindholm's day to day now. But yeah, he maybe he deserves a shot back. That's fine, but get him against the boards when it's clean. Just give him a good hard hit in places where you give good hard hits. I mean, don't if you think it's so bad what Lindholm. We're we're doing it. I need ninety seconds. Okay. Okay. If you're gonna try to hurt a guy after a play between the whistles, whenever it is nothing that they did to you in that game, in that season, in your lifetime matters. I couldn't care less that hit Lindholm elbow helm, whether Lindholm was trying to hurt him or not. Doesn't seem like he did. Helm had enough wherewithal to get up and two handed slash and basically in the back of the knee. It, there's just no place for it in this game, in this it always, for some reason, maybe it's me, but it comes back to defending our boys. Who's going to be out there to protect our stars? Yada, yada. We need enforcers fighting all that crap. Who is Darren Helm? 
nobody cares about Darren Helm. Nobody is actively looking for a Darren Helm for their team. So this isn't a star getting hurt and getting his penance. This is nothing. This is just a guy being pissed that a ref missed a call and taking it out on a player's legs. If if this was a situation where Lindholm took a high elbow to, to Helm away from the play and Helm flies back, he's unconscious, and Tyler Bertuzzi comes over and slashes Lindholm, I, we're probably looking at a different situation. But – you're on your skates the entire time, Darren Helm. And he just, it it looks so, I mean, maybe it looks worse than it is, but it looks pretty damn bad. And there's just no excuse for it. There's no reason, whether we want fighting or not, that this is the type of shit that's, that's considered standing up for yourself and, you know, good to get a guy back and, and all. And people are cheering this. You can't sit here and say that people don't, commend Helm for sticking up for himself, for not letting Lindholm, the little rat, get away get away with it if the refs aren't going to call it. It's not the refs aren't calling it. They Maybe they just didn't see it. I just think it's bullshit. That's my piece. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Mustard. Obviously, retali- the retali- there's no place for the retaliation. I just think more people need to hold Lindholm accountable for elbowing a guy in the head. That's 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 all I think. I don't disagree with anything you said, but I just think I I think the holding accountable, it's just and I and I get that the refs because the, the, they did all they did was they missed it. They they eventually called it when they replayed, um, Darren Helms and they upheld the because they kicked him out. They go to replay. They 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 uphold it and then they call Lindholm for the elbow. Two minutes. Yeah. So they played four and four for two minutes and then the rest of the three minutes was power play. And when you look back, I mean, cheap shot, absolutely. But in the grand scheme of things, even at the time, it's just a missed call. That that's all. Like that's all we're looking at. But what we're talking about today, and what the what about Lindholm tribe is trying to distract from, is Helm's play was. I don't want to say tenfold because it's not like he went to the back of his neck. But it's still a pretty bad play in a spot where you know what's a. We were just talking about broken fingers. What's a broken nose to a hockey player? But to the back of a guy's leg is a completely different story. You're not even in the same ballpark. I think that's what is more so important to look at in this situation than than what about Lindholm? And I'm not saying you disagree with that either. But the what about Lindholm's? I think are just reaching to defend Darren Helm in any way, shape, or form. And there's just no defense for it. Yeah, the, the only difference is the head area. You you start to involve CTE, and I know there's a lot of people into CTE, and that's yeah. why probably there's a lot of people. Antonio Brown, big CTE. It's <laughs> probably why he's got a lot of people defending him. But <laughs> but I, I mean, I could go on and on, and maybe it doesn't directly correlate to fighting. Maybe I'm just looking for a reason to, to shout that from the rooftops. But you always get maybe I'm just finding the the five or ten people who. Are you know are saying if if Todd Bertuzzi was out there, Lindholm wouldn't get away <laughs> with it. And it, it, it just goes back like, what is anyway? So that's the player news. Uh, I don't have any other player news unless you were. Uh, no, I don't have something. any burning player news either. No, no. All right, so let's move on to a team that you're already tired of me talking about, but I think 
right now they're in a pretty interesting interesting situation. The Vancouver Canucks. Okay, they had a big win yesterday. They've had four straight big wins. They are four and two, plus eight goal differential. And I know you're probably not a believer, but things like their upcoming schedule is what should sway you to at least admit that they're going to have enough points to probably make the playoffs, even after this run. I mean, so they they beat St. Louis in a shootout. You know how I feel about St. Louis. Not totally sold. Um, their last loss was, I want to make sure I get this Calgary. Yeah, yeah, to Calgary. Calgary. And the bad skunked. loss to, uh, to the Oilers. Yeah, they got skunked. Um, I mean, Detroit, nothing special. St. Louis, I can take it or leave it. Uh, Philly and L.A., two teams that won't matter in the long run. And it gets better because they play the Devils, the Rangers, Detroit again. They're home to the Capitals, which is their only real test for the, the rest of October. And then they're home to the Panthers at L.A. And this is the type of at Anaheim, at San Jose, which are still on the West Coast, so I don't think it's a huge deal. Like They don't have a lot of competition really the first two months. I mean, they have another game against St. Louis, but that's at home. They played Colorado one time. I mean, they could be leading the Pacific at the end of November just because they're not. Yeah. It all depends on if the ducks and uh, Edmonton can sustain. Cause right now that's kind of thrown off. Cause you're right they're They've got a chance, but they're still only sit they're four and two and they're st- sitting at fifth in the Pacific. And you kind of got the ducks and the Oilers throwing the standings off. So it's, it all, it all depends on how well, yeah. like, cause I think you mentioned that they play Anaheim in, in that. They do. They play Anaheim at the beginning okay. of the month. Uh, and who knows what San Jose will be by November 2nd. And that is a back-to-back. So there are things that could trip them up. And there's, I mean, Nashville is no slouch. At Pittsburgh, you never know. But there's just – they don't play the Knights. They don't play the Oilers again until November 30th. Yeah, Anaheim's the only team ahead of them that they play. And that's not even yeah. until beginning of November. Yeah. I mean, you're at a falter in Winnipeg. I mean, there's just a lot of things for me – I looked at them, and I knew they had the big win yesterday. I wasn't aware of the four-game win streak. And I was like, oh, could this keep going? And that's what kind of got me into this rabbit hole. of The Canucks are in a good spot to gather up all their points now. So when they eventually play 500 hockey for most of January and February, they're not going to screw themselves out of a, a potential wild card spot. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to keep our eye on that because I think I still think it's too tough of a division for them to. We're officially still on Canuck watch. Oh god! <laughs> but they, I mean, they have looked pretty good during the uh, yeah. the four game stretch as well. It's just when you punish bad teams, like, and I'm not saying this just to get under your skin, but like when they beat the Red Wings five to one, that's what. That's a little bit more than I'd expect from them, which is what pushes me in the, oh, they can keep this going direction. It's it's the same with the Sabres. I'm like, the the Sabres are exceeding expectations to the point where it seems obvious they're going to keep it going. But, you know, who knows? I could be wrong for like the 15th time already this season. This is is a pretty wild season. But we're on Canuck Watch, um, especially over the next five, six weeks. 
we could be looking at a team who is maybe not one of the best, but garnered enough points to look like a much better team than they are. So, because yeah, well, I think uh, I think Edmonton's in that same conversation, but you don't seem to like Edmonton watch. No, I hate it. I, I'm not going to lie. I hate Edmonton. <laughs> um, what I don't hate are new segments. Ooh. And I think you have one. Do you want to do that now? Yeah, I do have one. We'll break that out. Hashtag YGS. It's going to be You Got Skunked. Uh, we tried to do one earlier in the failed episode that um, I absolutely I skunked on, so that was my fault. But <laughs> but we're going to be bringing you uh, just a, sh- a shutout that's worth noting that happened in the uh, recent past. KJ will uh, give his two cents on it, and, and uh, you guys can let us know how you feel. But uh, the skunking that we're going to talk about is yesterday. You actually already uh, alluded to it. Carter Hutton gets his second straight, uh, and that was against the Kings. The Kings had f- 47 shots on goal. I, That's a lot of shots like on goal. 50. Do they got to score 50? Like, how do you not score? I, know, I understand it's the LA Kings, but how do you not score on 47 shot? 11, 17, and then 19. Only more shots each period. Didn't work. Carter Hutton gets his second in a row. His first star, obviously, 47 saves. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if the Sabres can sustain it or not. KJ seems to think that they can. But uh, they absolutely destroyed the Kings here. And the Kings, you got skunked. They did. They definitely got skunked. Uh, I'm glad you brought that game up in more detail. Because it's just, that's the... It reminds me of the Game 6 Golden Knights-San Jose series where it was just like, how do you not – like, it comes a point where you're you're still professional hockey players and you're still putting up 47, in the Knights' case, more shots. And, you like, you can't get one by a goal. Like, Carter Hutton is good and playing very well. Uh, But just hearing – I mean, hearing the stats from a game like that, it's – that's that's wild to me. A thirty save shutout is impressive. Forty seven save shutout uh, is definitely a skunking. It's not even. Can I? I oh, go it's, ahead. It's not even like they had the puck all the time. Like it, they only had three power plays. So zero for three, obviously on that. I mean, they won a lot of faceoffs, thirty seven to twenty two. So they probably had the puck a decent amount, but like, it, it's not. It's they didn't have a bunch of power plays. Forty seven shots is impressive. Like if you're like this team put up forty seven shots, I don't care who it is, I'm impressed. But to get none in, God. Even on a rebound, like how do you not get one fortuitous <laughs> rebound on forty-seven shots? Jeez. Um, I have an honorable mention because you actually you texted me about it the other day, and it cracked me up because we're such a pro Carey Price podcast. Oh, that was almost, um, I almost did that one. I'm glad. I, well, because so part one of the rules maybe we should explain about you got skunked, and we're always taking submissions. If you see a shutout and you want to make sure that it's the you got skunked. Hashtag YGS and tell us the game. And Zach will go through all the submissions and, and pick his favorite. Or he saw one that maybe you missed and really has to go for it. So, But it's got to be a shutout that sticks out for some reason, like 47 saves. But what stuck out to me about the Carey Price shutout of the Minnesota, oh my God, I can't believe this is a real team, wild. <laughs> 17 saves. Yeah. In a shutout. That's, I mean, that's, war- that's just continued warm-ups. He just took 90 minutes of warm-ups, basically, including including his actual warm-ups. That's, 
But I guess that's what happened when you're the best player in the world. People, best goalie in the world. People are just afraid to shoot on you. Six, six in the first, six in the second, five in the third. So it's not like he was ever busy. Like it. No. It's not like eleven of them came in one period. Like, come on. Like, give me a break. I pro- I I don't know if I could have got shut out, but. Yeah, easy. You'll end up on Katie Nolan. <laughs> Uh, it is interesting to me how, I mean, we just talked about no good rebounds on 47 shots. It's just like in the third quarter or third period, Jesus, third period, when you've only faced 13 shots, like a quick snapshot seems like the one that would get by you. At least me. Cause I go into a slump. Yeah. Yeah. You fall asleep. Seconds. Like Brayden Holpe style. Yeah. Oh, fall asleep back there. Ooh. I do have some player news we got to talk about after this, but uh, you just reminded me. But it I, it stuck out to me, and it could be like would that fall into your category? I guess my question is: I know we're very anti Carey Price, but a team getting skunked to the point where they're not even getting shots on net does that count towards a you got Absolutely. skunked, or is it the goalie's performance? Absolutely, that that would count. Because, because if any other goalie did that, I'd be blown away. <laughs> I love that slight little jab there. Jab, jab. So, yeah, jab, jab. Carey Price, still some people's best goalie in the world. For a brief moment in time, Braden Holtby was some people's best goalie in the world. Okay. Now, there is talk, talk of him getting benched. Okay. For Ilya Samsonov, who I'm told is the real deal, I'm not much of a scout prospect miners guy, but uh, what are your thoughts on, one, where the Capitals stand as is and what it says to the team? And I know you have a love-hate relationship with the Capitals, but what it says to the team if not even 20 games in, there's already talk. Not No... Decisions have been made. Yes, Samsonov got the start against Toronto. You know, yes, who know the rumblings have to be coming from somewhere. But what it, what does it say to your team when when your goalie who just won you a cup two years ago is, you know, worried about getting benched so early? Well, yeah, I mean, let's we all it's let's be honest with each other. This the defense is the issue for Washington, and unless Samsonov can play defense. I don't think it helps much for what the Capitals need to fix, but what it might do is light a fire under them. I, I, I guess it's probably the only thing I can think of that they're trying to do with that because I don't think goaltending is their issue. No, I mean, it's not, so it's I, not helping at the moment. Right. Okay. That's fair. And unless Samsonov can help, which maybe, maybe he can, maybe his real deal. Maybe he's Bennington. I, maybe he is, but it, it is difficult to look at the Washington Capitals and say, hey, def- defense is the issue because you're you are correct when you say that because John Carlson and Dmitry Orlov, Orlov are good players, but they're very good offensive defensemen. Yeah, they they have very defensive moments and they're still world class defensemen, but they're not the guy you want in front of you in front of your your struggling goaltender and Radko Gudis. And uh, and Nick Jensen are not the answer either. Oh, Nick Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Figured you like that one. Tyler Lewington. I, I don't even know that name. I had to look up their defense. I mean. Oh, I love it. Man. It, yes, it, it is weird. They've got two 
you know, the best defenseman, according to fantasy, offensively right now, uh, in John Carlson and Dmitry Orlov, who always uh, shows out when it matters. And they're, they're letting Braden Holpe down, but Braden Holpe also has to play better. And if Ilya Samsonov is the real deal, um, which we, you know, we've only heard recently uh, that type of talk about Carter Hart, and I'm still not sold on Carter Hart, so who knows. But uh, is this team offensively talented enough to get by something like this? Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe, I mean, listen, anyone you put back there is going to have more energy than Brayden Holpe had in the crease. You know that. You've spoken numerous times about that. Maybe a little bit of energy behind the scenes is what they need. I, listen, the people, the people behind the bench, they know. So maybe it's just a threat. I don't know. I, I really don't know too much. I think it's all speculation so far. Yeah, I think it, it's a lot of speculation. It's probably not that big of a story, but between my roommate being a Capital fan and seeing all of it on Twitter and more and more Samsonoff articles and pro Samsonoff propaganda keep popping. I like, I like Brayden Holby and I'd be sad to see him go. Um, but maybe the rumor fizzles it, away and hope he just stands on his head the rest of the season. I think I have a strong feeling that that's maybe, maybe the optimistic co-host is right to think that anything to get me, unblocked me anything to get unblocked <laughs> um is it time to test out who you've got uh, as far as a young goaltender right before a expansion draft mm. is it too early to say that we'll be in seattle we'll be in seattle yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, there's no more perfect NHL player for. Oh Seattle. my god, dude, that's just not the his, same thing. <laughs> like his relaxed demeanor, but also his day to day in the like activism that him and his wife are involved in, or girlfriend involved in, would be great in Seattle. But yeah, just his demeanor in itself, like perfect guy for Seattle. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hopey in Seattle. Oh, god, that'd be so great. Um. But yeah, that was that was. Real. I didn't even put that on the rundown. That was just real quick, um, getting sidetracked. But hopefully, Braden Holpe can stick it out. If not, uh, it'll be the first jersey I buy for the Seattle Kraken. Nice, nice. Um, I really, Maria, where are we at on this sound uh, soundboard for nightly news? We're getting in the nightly news. Pretty tumultuous season so far for Golden Knights fans. It's been a little up and down, but a little bit more up lately. They are five and three, uh, a rugged shootout win over Ottawa last night as we record this. A bad loss to Nashville. Um, they've won at the Kings and they've beat Calgary. Uh, Mark Stone again. It, this is this might as well be puck puck Mark Stone because it's, <laughs> but he 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 keeps doing things that are good for a player to have in his repertoire, but he just does them more than I don't want to say anybody. I don't want to get ahead of myself. He's not a best player in the world type guy, but he is so good on this team for this team. However you want to describe it. Uh, and he fights, which I know you love. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Popped him right in the nose too. Right in the kisser. Nose kisser, whatever. Uh, yeah, he wins a fight against Roman Yossi. They end up losing that game after a pretty good start. Uh, but aside from Mark Stone, and I want to bring this up to you, 
as part of nightly news. Riley Smith looks really Thank good. Thank you. I was, I was just about to bring him up if you didn't. He has put six goals in, and you're right. It's playing super well. It looks like he's coming into his own. I, I doubted the guy at the beginning. I don't know. I had a little, I had some speculations about him, uh, but it's, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Cause I have been impressed uh, by Riley Smith. Also uh, Max Pacioretty, but more so Riley Smith. Yeah. Uh, Max Pacioretty has, has looked good, but good as expected, I think would be fair for him. Uh, Riley Smith, who's always, been hot and cold looks like he's just going to consistently um, not only play well but be a leader for the team which I think is a a big part like we've talked about before as far as leaders for this team we're always trying to find uh, who's in front to me it's Mark Stone but a guy like Riley Smith and we know Pacioretty can definitely you know step up uh, and be a part of that my worry and I don't know if I should even be worried so maybe you can talk me off a cliff between William Carlson and Jonathan Marchessault, so there's one goal. Yeah, eleven assists, but only. Yeah, one I was going to bring up that I'm also worried about Jonathan Marchessault because he's. I had a lot of hope for him um, coming into this season, and uh, you're right. He's got the goal between them. Uh, Carlson's no goal, seven assists, but yeah, it's it is a little worrying. I mean, on the bright side, you're hoping well they can kick it into gear. No one can stop us, but you're also. At the point where you've played a week's worth of games, so you're like, oh, well, we got to get it going some sometime. And March show is one of the guys you're at least expecting to get it from, and we haven't seen it yet. It's a little worrying for me. Yeah, it, it's definitely worrying. Worry. So, I mean, we talked a lot about this team playing angry going into this year, and not too many people were more upset than Jonathan March or so after last year's uh, playoff defeats, ultimately. In that game seven, I mean, he was really vocal in his press conferences. He continued to be over the offseason, and you knew he was going to come in uh, and try to play with a vengeance. It's not working out so far. Maybe it's because they're getting such high production from guys like Stone, Pacioretty, Riley Smith. Uh, I mean, Paul Stastny has three goals, three assists so far, which you like to see. Um, But he's definitely one of those guys. Not as much as William Carlson. I think continued production from William Carlson uh, is most important aside from the guys we've talked about. Uh, but March, March or so has to be the goal scorer there. And I think he should have at least, especially with his chances alone, if you've watched much of the games, he should have at least four or five goals so far. So upsetting to see where he is. Uh, but I think overall, you've got to be happy with this Knights team, especially Marc-Andre Fleury uh, rocking a 2.46 goals against in a 926 mm. save percentage like uh, through seven starts. Um, one of the pieces I've been impressed with uh, is Cody Glass, um, especially in – it was a rough game that you mentioned last night where they, they beat the Senators in a shootout. Um, but he – there was moments where he just looks so – for a young player, he looks so confident in what he's doing, and he's making good decisions, especially quick decisions. A couple of them in the slot, I thought he pulled off some quick shots that uh, I thought were impressive for a young player. So I'm liking – to production so far from Cody Glass. Uh, but like you mentioned, we, we need a little bit more from March or so, I think. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought up Cody Glass because he is you mentioned his passes behind the net as well. Um from from that X position, I guess, if you're really into lacrosse. Um yeah. from that from that position, he's made a, re- a couple really nice passes across the middle. And he's your prototypical 
in this is my Don Cherry moment, I guess, but he the game seems slow for him when he when he's trying to make a decision. He hasn't made the right decision every single time, but it's it's just his vision and it seems like he's able to keep pace with the the NHL veterans that he's on the ice with a lot of times, which is a really good sign for the Golden Knights going forward. Yeah, because if you did, I watched the uh, Rangers Devils game and then I watched the Knights game later, and that's the biggest thing that stuck out to me for, with Glass is that he's just like you said, his vision and just his overall confidence for a young player. Like I don't think Hughes and Kako obviously are going to have great careers, but they don't seem to have that vision, that total like NHL vision, because um, the speed of the game is much different, and and just that confidence. I think that that's what stood out for Glass to me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the last bit of nightly news, we touched on it in player news. Zykov's just got to get his head out of his ass. I mean, that's it's inexcusable uh, to have around the team in the, in the lock, wherever this came about, however it came about. Uh, the Golden Knights have set a pretty good precedent so far. I mean, the Nate Schmidt, accidental, non-accidental, whatever that is, um, but that's a definitely a locker room that continues to come together. And it seems like the type of players in that dressing room are, you know, the shape up or ship out. And yeah, maybe, it, I mean, it was the deal with Shapakov. Shapakov was so pissed. He never even played an NHL game. So it'll be interesting to see coming back from this. Uh, not so much how he's received, um, but I mean, you can assume that his ice time will obviously go down and, uh, We'll see if the chemistry's there for a guy like that in that locker room. Yeah, he's just he's gotta have a student mentality about it and use it to bounce back. I mean, if if he loves the game, he won't let it derail his career. Gotta use it as a learning block, move forward. Yeah, so I uh we're recording this as the Capitals are playing the Rangers. And uh, we were talking about Orlov and Carlson. They both just assisted on a Nick Dowd goal and Carlson already has two assists on the game. Nice. I started so, him in my of course. Um, so yeah, that just speaks to the offensive ability of them. But yeah, the Zykov stuff, it sucks to see. Uh, you don't want to see anyone get in trouble like that, but he obviously deserved it. And uh, hopefully he can come back and, and perform, uh, not to make up for it, because that's not how it works, but uh, get back and maybe the good graces of his teammates as much as possible, at least on the ice. I think that's it for nightly news. Did we miss anything on your end? Nope, covered all the night's news that I had. I feel like I should be like stacking papers and, and giving off my, my call sign. <laughs> um, but I think we're I do going have, into a game. Yeah, I do have something else, though, and that's going to be a quiz for you. Yikes. So it's going to be a fun one. It's a little AHL-NHL affiliate quiz. Say AHL-NHL affiliate? Oh, God. Yeah. So I'm going to give you – there's 10 questions, but the first seven are – I'm just going to give you the AHL team. You give me the NHL team that is their affiliate. Uh and then I got three bonus questions at the end, which are going to be a little fun. So, Okay. Shooting for at least five here. All right. We're going to start off with the Syracuse Crunch. Tampa. Yep. So we got one right. Next is going to be the Utica Comets. Vancouver. Nice. Okay. That was a little bit of a guess, but nice. San Diego Gulls. Anaheim. Oh, yeah, I almost yeah. screwed that up. I owe. Then you should get this one, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Oh, God, the Flyers. Really cool arena, by the way, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. But, yeah, the Flyers. 
Uh, Laval Rocket. The who? Laval Rocket. Um, the Coyotes? No, they're the Roadrunners. Do you know where Laval is? No. <laughs> Montreal. Oh. So Montreal. It is Montreal. Damn. Yeah, it's in Quebec City. Or near Quebec City, I think. Um, okay, so we're four for five. Pretty good so far. Uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Oh, man. Bridgeport Sound. Calgary? No, 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 no. That's not my answer. There's Stockton Heat. That's not my answer. Um, oh, man. The Jets? Ooh, the Islanders. The Islanders. How stupid! Stockton Heat. I, I I visited California for a week, and I went I went to the Stockton Heat arena. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in Sacramento, Stockton area. All right, uh, I, I uh, figured the Stockton Heat would be in that area. Used to live in Modesto, <laughs> California. Little known fact. Oh, nice. Uh, final one is the Bakersfield Condors. That's Edmonton. Yes. So all right, five so, for seven. Yep, five for seven on the on the first three. That's pretty good. Um, if anyone got seven for seven, let us know. Three bonus questions. Now, these are ones that NHL and AHL, they share the same uh, mascot name. So I'm going to give you the NHL city and see if you can give me the AHL team. Okay. Which you'll, you should already know half of the name. First one is Ottawa. Probably wait, the toughest one. Wait, hold on. They share, because aren't they the 67s? No. What are they? The Belleville Senators. What the hell? Who is the seven? Okay. All right. Now we're good. Now I got it. All right. Let's go. Uh, Next one is Minnesota. The Iowa Wild. Nice. That's correct. And the last one, Boston. The. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Hershey Bruins. Oh, I love the Hershey, the Hershey Bears. Hershey Bears. God. But it is uh, the Providence Bruins. Providence Bruins, you idiots. I, oh my God. Living in Pennsylvania, man. Screwed me over on my own quiz. <laughs> or you, my own podcast. That was a good, I like that one. And you were smart to think that I had forgotten everything I wrote about the AHL logos yeah, article I put I, out. I remember that. That's yep. Yeah, I forgot most of it. So good for you. <laughs> good timing. That was fun. Two quizzes in one week. We're really giving the people what they want. Yeah. Quiz, quiz, quiz. quiz, when quiz, did, quiz. We, maybe we did, we got to do uh, the word association game. That was fun. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I like that one too. I think we called it one word or two words, yeah, but some, yeah, some of them turned into sentences. <laughs> uh, do we miss anything for the week? Two episodes in one week, man. We finally did it. Yeah. No more car accidents. No more vacations. Two episodes a week. This is a legit podcast now. And your Blackhawks broke the donut. They got that win against Edmonton. That we finally, were, man. Where and then my the Red Wings play Edmonton tonight in Edmonton. So coming off back to back five to one losses, we're trying not to lose. Actually, four. I'm rooting for the Wings tonight. Yeah, I, I like that. I really I don't, done. I don't really like done with the Edmonton. But, talk. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Blackhawks need to keep it going. That's one win, hopefully, in a, a list of of many. Uh, real quick. It's only the middle of 
October. So uh, a little bit past the middle of October, but you still have two weeks left to go check out the bellyup.com, bellyupsports.com shop tab and check out our breast cancer awareness tees and hoodies. Uh, Half of all proceeds uh, are donated to breast cancer awareness foundations. And that donation will be matched uh, by our friends at design tree and definitely check out their website, dsgntree.com for all your t-shirt needs. For us, the Belly Up Podcast Network still brings you the latest and greatest. Uh, talk to Plank with Ashley. There's a new podcast coming out. Can we? Are we allowed to break the new podcast with our buddy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That they can expect it. Okay. Um, look out for Masshole, a uh, Boston <laughs> sports podcast. This just sounds he, funny. Uh, our, our, yeah, our buddy Jackson Temple, uh, who never seems to let us get away with anything on Twitter. He's always making sure we are factual and come correct. Uh, he's coming out with a new podcast. So definitely look out for that. Belly Up Podcast on Twitter. Uh, what are you watching this weekend? Uh, I've got the Memphis tailgate tomorrow. They play a 6 p.m. game, so I tend to be heavily lit all day, playing Tulane, a couple of 5-1 and one teams. So um, I'll be going to that. Also going to be watching the Vancouver Canucks, thanks to you. Going to be keeping my eyes on if that streak can keep you. going. Thank you. And uh, Carter Hutton, see if he can keep racking up bagels. Yeah, that all uh, that all sounds good to me. I'm probably other than Memphis because yeah, I everyone else uh, don't turn it on. It's probably gonna be bad, but I will have. Yeah, fun. yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna be watching a little bit of college football tomorrow. Uh, I'm kind of keeping an eye on the baseball game tonight, uh, just because I like to watch clinching games. Yeah, in baseball for some reason, like I think the last pitch is always kind of fun. I think the as we speak, the Yankees are they shelled Verlander in the first inning. Yeah, it's four to one Yankees bottom of the third. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I'm gonna watch football, NFL football on Sunday out here because the Eagles play the Cowboys on Sunday night, and everyone's making a big deal out of it. Big game. So yeah, I got to live through that. Other than that, uh, just enjoying some good old fashioned hockey. Well, not old fashioned hockey. Everyone knows I hate old fashioned, <laughs> but I will be enjoying hockey. Uh, and thank you again. Obviously, I didn't forget. I was just saving it for the very bitter end. Hockeyworld.com, Pranis Hockey World, all your gear, apparel, hockey needs, anything you could ask for at uh, Pranis Hockey World. They uh, they keep sponsoring this dumb podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, And you guys keep supporting it. I do see that subscriber uh, number keep rising, and I love you guys for it. It's been awesome. Uh, so keep it going. Tell your friends. Make sure you uh, rate and review if you haven't already, uh, and for Maria, who is going to get on that sound for nightly news, hopefully, uh, at Belly Up Zach Mac, I'm at Belly Up KJ. This was at Puck Puck Pass Pod on Twitter. We will see you next week. Shop Piranis. We saw no light. We saw no signal. Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholtz underscore K, at Belly Up Zach Mac, and at Puck Puck Pass Pop.